0: and welcome to another episode believe it or not we're just logging these in every week to tea time with mother and crone and before we get started as always my linda is going to tell us what's in our cup this week
1: hello so this week we have blueberry tea and the reason why we are talking about blueberry and darn it i meant to have a bowl of blueberries tonight i was gonna be all cute about it and have munch on blueberries um while I was talking about it because actually I was wanting a snack also but um blueberries a lot of people know um blueberries of course are good antioxidants good for the immune system that a lot of people um are familiar with that with blueberries um lots of vitamin C inflammation it lowers blood blood pressure so it's good for people with high blood pressure But, of course, as we always say, check with your doctor, (laughs) please, please. Um, Allergies, of course, because, again, those antioxidants, vitamin C, it's going to help with those things. Um, Also, skin disease, which I thought was interesting. Oh, yeah. Diabetes as well. So a study for... Diabetes, a study in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, showed that because blueberry leaf tea was so high in antioxidants that it could prevent and possibly heal type 2 diabetes. Oh, wow. Yeah. And clinical trials show that blueberry leaf tea can lower blood sugar by up to 27%.
0: Oh, I think somebody's going to be drinking blueberry tea. Yep. Whether he likes, likes it or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, at least put, you can use the blueberries any on anything, cereal blueberry. in a salad. I mean, I love them okay. just to pop it, them in.
1: I do too. I, I mean, and you can put it in like your yogurt. You know, with the diabetics, you can you like the plain non-fat Greek kind of yogurt. Yeah,
2: but and you gotta
1: it's do really something. With. Have, it really does have like a different texture, like that thicker texture taste because he was like oh it's not like my fruit on the
0: bottom you know it's yes i know that's the difference between greek yogurt and american yogurt right um it's also a
1: good to strengthen capillaries blueberry leaf tea strengthens the veins arteries and capillaries throughout the body another reason for it um we'll be experimenting on him for years to come i know (laughs) no call me uh so i'll start calling him frankie for short (laughs) (laughs) actually the monster to be correct um but blueberry leaves also heal the female reproductive system oh it's it helps to heal fibroids with cramps Helps with PMS and supports the well-being in general of the reproductive system, and tones the uterus and fallopian
0: tubes. Now, since I mean, my equipment is shut down, um, that it, but that's still good to know because if you still have your equipment and you're older, you still need to keep it in shape.
1: Yeah, I mean, so and that... keep it in shape. I mean it. It says tone your uterus I right mean, but I mean it it's so, sounds like a good thing to have I want a toned uterus of course you do the same <laughs> mine's
0: I all black out of day. you up <laughs> <laughs> really you know but seriously I mean people when women get to be a certain age they're not used yeah. to equipment so it's like eh, it's an afterthought but okay. like anything you still have to take care of what you have so right.
1: Well, even like, well, and every, you know, in every situation is different. Like I still have the equipment, but it can still be an afterthought because I don't have a cycle every month because I have the chip in my arm, you know, so I don't right. have children. So it's like, I don't really think about that either. Although I was thinking about it a lot a couple of weeks ago because oh, it was like I was having it. I had <laughs> cramps. For like the first time in almost four years. Oh, horrible cramps. But um, that red raspberry leaf tea, though, that we talked about on an episode at one
0: point really helped with it. <laughs> you know, people laugh about that. Um, the company I work for has some Airbnbs and um, somebody complained because we didn't have tea, free tea for them. Oh, it would have been nice to have some tea, some herbal tea. And mm-hmm. so they were going to run out and get herbal tea. And I'm like screaming, no, you don't know what people are allergic to. No, no, no. So uh, my boss is like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. don't play with herbals unless you yeah. know what you're doing. We had regular tea there. But this person, I guess went of like celestial seasonings or something. Right, right. You can do that. But you've got to be extremely careful. And you're usually you're usually safe if you have like the generic like Earl Grey's or breakfast blend that kind of thing. But the, oh. he wanted an herbal tea. Yeah, yeah. this, yeah. this guest was. Some of these guests are unbelievable. I mean, we that's leave so a free bottle of wine. They get all kinds of coffee and water, and that's all freebies. And we leave breakfast bars for them every you know, and everything. And and oh, they didn't have herbal tea. I was like. Okay. But what I was trying to tell him is you just can't plop herbal tea in there unless you put a warning on it. Because if someone has allergies and gosh knows you live in Florida, whether you have them or not, you got them. Okay. Right. Florida stays pollinated. Whether you Florida,
1: know you have them or not well, is more like it. Hear me? I, I'm stopped.
0: Um, if you don't have
1: them, you will soon enough.
0: You will. And you got to remember chamomile's a flower. lavender's a flower. And if you have allergies, sometimes those teas can kick it off if yeah. you're already in the throes of agony over your allergies and you drink a chamomile tea because sometimes it is prepared with the flower. You have to be careful. And that was he was like, how do you know that? Don't ask. Don't <laughs> ask. I said, Well, I guess my other job. <laughs> yeah, well, I kind of alluded to that I do have a podcast and he's like, oh my God. And like, no, no, he's, he's a 30 something. So, you know, I always yeah, have to gets- razzy, but right. um, yeah, it's, it's, and that's why I told him, you know, on our show, we caution every week. We throw that caution out right. there. Talk to your doctor, make sure you talk to your doctor. Cause you wouldn't think that that little thing, like a chamomile tea is going to kick off your asthma. Now, If you have allergies, it can send you into an asthma attack and drinking chamomile tea can possibly cause it if it's made with the, you got to know what it's made with and what you're allergic to.
1: And not even just allergies, but like we've mentioned before, certain medications react differently. So you you really pay attention to that type of stuff. Now, another thing is, um, and we've talked about before, you want to buy organic. Um, so we've, we've mentioned that before. Um, now you can still get the benefits. You don't necessarily have to do a tea. Of course, we've mentioned before, if you do a tea, you can make it a little ritual, but like with most things, you can do them in a capsule form. Um, there's powders, you can do them as tinctures. There's lots of different ways that you can still get the benefits.
0: Um, they One do of the great, great ways to do it, and people stop thinking about because blueberries are only out for a short season. They're mm-hmm. not, oh, you can't always get them fresh, but you right. can get them frozen. Yes. And you put that in the blender, a little bit of yogurt, a little bit of ice, hit the button, especially if you got a bullet, and mm-hmm. you got a blueberry smoothie. So you've got all the benefits right there. Yes, yes
1: and you can and a lot of people don't realize the leaves have the benefits like it's not just the it's not just the berries the leaves have the antioxidant benefits and all of those benefits as well and that's what you're making your tea out of it's not it's not the berries necessarily you can put the dried berry bits in there too but you're mainly using the leaves now of course when you're eating them in your salads or anything, you're gonna get those benefits, but it's the leaves that you're using mainly for the teas, but you're still getting those benefits. Now, um, it also helps with retinopathy, cataracts, glaucoma. Um, It does have a green grassy flavor similar to green tea, um, but it has an extra added flavor If you're using like the dried blueberries, it can be mixed with other teas and fruit juices. Um, It also helps with arthritis and inflammation. And it can also help with neurodegenerative disease, such as
0: Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. So you can't go wrong having blueberries any way you can get them. Right. Exactly. Now, of course, we have to talk about the magical. Well, that's what I want to hear. What What's magical? I just can't imagine. I know. It's like, who would have thought a blueberry? So
1: there are some things that, um, I mean, if you think about it, so when we think about Chakra work, especially if you do Reiki, you may be more aware of chakras and the colors, which both of you and I do. (laughs) But um, those of us that don't, and depending on what system you use, the colors can vary sometimes. Um, But blueberries are very good for work with your throat chakra.
0: Oh. Now, I would have thought you would have said the sacral because we were just talking about the uterus. Mm-hmm. So I would have went right with sacral. I wouldn't yeah. have went to the throat at all.
1: That's so medicinally, medicinally, it is good for the reproductive system um, because of the antioxidants and the other benefits that it has. But magically, because of its blue color and its appearance and the throat chakra okay. being blue, it's very good for throat work. So when you are needing that extra oomph for communication or whatever type of spell work you might be working for the throat. Um, I know personally that, you know, is something that I would need it for or have used it for in the past. Um, Needing help with, you know, speaking my mind or, you know, standing up for myself or, you know, something like that. You, you know.
0: never had that problem. (laughs) Most people will tell you, Pam has never had that. Right,
1: right, exactly. So um, now some folk names are Bilberry, which or that one. Yes, and that's actually you'll hear more when you're um, reading stories about Lunasa, which we'll talk more in the second part of our show. Um, you'll hear it when you when you hear stories of Lunasa, which have a Celtic origin, you'll hear more about bilberries. So you'll hear them referred to as bilberries, but they are talking about blueberries, what we would know as blueberries. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Uh, cowberry,
0: which I thought was interesting, like a moo cow. cow. Yeah, I'm just... They eat them, I I will tell you that. They do. And they eat blackberries and raspberries also. Right. Crowberry. Crowberry. I've never heard that one. Not me either. Partridge berry. We don't have a lot of partridges in this country, so maybe that's why. Right, maybe not. That might be a European thing. It possibly may be.
1: And then a whortleberry, W-H.
0: Oh, wow. I've seen that name. Is that what they were talking about? I guess. Maybe I've never heard of a berry. Old English rhymes, um, children's stories. Oh. I've seen it there, but I didn't know what it was. Wow. Uh, well,
1: that's what it is, apparently. <laughs> now, the gender is feminine. Oh, yes. Element is water and earth. Yes. The planets are moon and Venus.
0: Of course it is.
1: (laughs) Especially being water. Um, The signs that roll blueberries are cancer and Pisces. Ooh. I know. Interesting. But you had earth in
0: there. So where are
1: are we at? Where's the time? I know. I know. Um. And it's funny because I'm Aquarius, which is a water bearer, but it's an air sign. So I'm, you know, I,
0: that one I can't explain. Okay,
1: I know. And I leave it to me to be an Aquarius.
0: Now, see, I'm a Taurus. There is no explanation needed. It right. is just out there, and y'all know. So y'all know how to how to treat me. Yeah, you
1: know? exactly. Me and walk away. My mom's a Taurus, so I I already know. I'm already primed. <laughs> And the deities that rule blueberries are Artemis, Cernunos, um, Hirni. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. I'm just H E A R N E. Hirni? Luna, or Hearn. Or Hearn. I was going to say it that way initially, oh. but I wasn't sure. Um, Luna, the Horned God, and Selene. Ah, Kiernanos. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool, though. So the, and then it's also, so the throat chakra and also the heart chakra. Now, magical properties are beauty and youth. You can create enchanted natural makeup using the powdered fruit. You can, um, so you can use the powdered fruit and use like, um, like eyeshadow. You can make it as eyeshadow. You could also. Ooh, lipstick. Yeah, I was going to say you can also use, like, blue lipstick. (laughs) Um, It says you can also empower blueberry green tea as a youth potion to help fight aging. And so we talked.
0: But uh, you said with the
1: antioxidants,
0: it's already. Right.
1: Naturally doing that. So, I mean. Also, I think I skipped over it, but one of the medicinal things it said was also for, I believe, skin disease was yeah one you said of- skin disease so i mean oh. that would make perfectly good sense right so That's if you're ingesting it. it and you're i mean yeah so green tea and then if you're eating it i mean yeah you're drinking it and you're eating it i mean <laughs> <Garing> <laughs> something- i mean you can't go wrong with it right you're eyeshadowing it up <laughs> um It also says that you can, um, it helps for calming. So you can also do it for meditation. You can, it says to brew a tea and use before meditation or after a long day. It also helps with memory. So you can, it says meditate on an improved memory with a blueberry over your third eye. So it's saying you can actually use a physical blueberry And hold it over
0: your third eye. It's good for Alzheimer's also in the medicinal part. So hold it over your third eye and then eat it.
1: Yep. That's exactly what it said. I was just about to say, it says, hold it over your third eye and then you eat the blueberry. Okay. Um, Mother's protection. It says, decorate the mother's belly with a protection charm using pigment from the powdered berry.
0: Oh, you do that on your little belly. That would be so yeah. cool. I know.
1: I thought that was sweet. Um, for peace, during a full moon, roll a dressed white candle in the powdered berry to use during peace rituals.
0: That is an awesome idea to dress a candle. I never, would have never thought of that. I wouldn't have either. I thought that was really neat. Hmm. Um, protection,
1: powdered dried berries. Um And you can, oh, powder dried berries and add them to your salt circle. String the dried fruit onto a cord to use as a talisman or protection charm against black magic. Wear a piece of the bush's bark or a
0: stem as a talisman. Oh, I bet that would make an awesome wand. Oh, yeah, I bet it would. yeah.
1: Uh, Psychic protection, bake a pie or brew a tea to protect yourself from harmful and intense energies or negative energies. Regeneration, empower and eat blueberries to help your body's muscle tissue regenerate. So again, that sort of intention, like we've talked about manifesting, you know. So yeah, hell yeah, blueberries.
0: (laughs) I mean, I did... I knew they were good for you. They've been saying that for years, but I didn't realize it had all of that going for it. I mean, I know I just thought they were really good for a smoothie and I love them. But I, it, think so. I love I've always loved blueberries. It's such a short it's kind of like those in Bing cherries. They've got such a short time that they're out. You can't always get them fresh even in Florida, which really surprised me. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about blueberries. I think that's great. And I mean, if you just think about grabbing them and throwing them in your cereal, kind of like strawberries. Mm-hmm. Or right in yogurt. I love them in yogurt. Oh, yeah. That's, that's my- the best. If you go to um, Publix or Winn-Dixie, they have them mixed. Mm-hmm. The yogurt with the little crunchy stuff and it's all a little thing. Then you mix it all up when you get to work. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the bomb. But oh, yeah. yeah. Oh,
1: really good stuff. And I mean, I know muffins aren't the best for you, but my favorite is always a blueberry muffin.
0: Oh, girl, I just found a mix where you just add water and you put it in a microwave and you get a blueberry muffin. Oh, nice. Yes, I did. Hey, if it comes to food, I can tell you how to do that. Oh, my <laughs> Yeah, I picked them up the other day. I, I was shopping at Walmart, of course. Mm. I, I go people watching and shopping, so...
1: Speaking of Walmart, look at this cool shirt. We and were we our- talking about symbols? We were talking about symbols last week and the yin-yang. And look at this shirt that I found today. Walmart. Go Walmart. Um, and it's tie-dye. I love tie-dye. So, yeah, I was excited. born in
0: the wrong generation.
1: I seriously, I so was. Well, oh, yeah. I don't know because I also have my um, – I mean, I was and I wasn't because I'm also wearing my, like, Nickelodeon Rugrats shorts as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I was and I wasn't because I also listened to, like, Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin, so. Hmm, my economy, I mean,
0: my era. Yeah, yeah so. Yeah, did you know that this date back in 1969, Woodstock was held? Yeah, I mean. Yeah. I, I,
1: I definitely remember the date. I think it. I think I was all except for '90s Nickelodeon. I think everything else, yes, but '90s Nickelodeon.
0: There you go. Uh, yeah, Woodstock was fun. <laughs> speak to the speak to the old ladies about Woodstock. Right. So
1: speaking of symbols, that leads us to. This week's topic, and we're going to delve into a little bit more symbols. We're going to change it up a little bit. So, last week was fun, but this week is going to be a little bit more fun. We're going to talk about
0: symbols in your dreams. Now, there has been a very interesting thing that I've been reading. Um, I don't always remember my dreams. And When I do, I try to remember to write them down as soon as I wake up, because you know, they are, they're fleeting and they're gone. But if you ever had that one dream that just hung around for a while and you could keep remembering it, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I've heard that the interpretation of that is it's not a dream. It's a message. You need to pay attention to it. Mm, That's why you can remember it. Interesting. So I thought that was really interesting because you know, you really don't always remember your dreams. No.
1: Yeah. You, know, you
0: dream every night. People go, oh, and you dream? No. Yeah, you do. You literally dream every night, but you may not remember it because that your your mind's that's why sleep deprivation is so detrimental to your health because right. that's when your brain gets a chance to wind down and put everything away where it's supposed to go. It's exactly. kind of if you think about it like housekeeping, you know. And if you don't sleep, like you don't clean your house, right? Crap happens. So sleeping is very important. Your dreams are important. And there's always been with witches and with spiritual people, if you're having trouble making a decision or trying to figure out something, you write it down, you put it under your pillow and you go to sleep. That's been done since people learned how to write. Right. That's something that's always been done. And what it is, is if you put it under your pillow, what happens actually in your brain is you're go to sleep and you're thinking about it because it's under your pillow and that's the last thing you think about. So that's kind of where the dream goes. And your brain works on it, your subconscious works on it while, you know, it's cleaning house. Kind of like you running around, you know, doing your best impression of the uh the movie. Yeah. We all know the movie, right? right. So you're gonna come out there with your little and your underwear and slide into the front room. Business. Yeah. yeah, well I don't know. No. I kind of flop, <laughs> Anyway, um, but it is a way of doing that. So people do keep dream journals mm-hmm. and as witches, we are also told to keep a journal. And if you have your journaling book at your bedside, because I usually write at night before I go to sleep. Um, and that's when I make my list of things to do. I, I do all kinds of stuff. <laughs> my my journal is a combination of everything under the sun, like everybody's. But if you write down the stuff that you're trying to figure out, and you write it down and you put it in your journal and you go to sleep, sometimes you'll get the answer in the morning. But then right. sometimes you have these really weird dreams. Oh, my gosh.
1: So just to piggyback on what you were saying real quick. So I did find some information Um, we forget 90% of our dreams. So just piggybacking on what you say within five minutes of waking up from the dream, approximately 50% of the dream is forgotten. Um, within 10 minutes of waking up from the dream, approximately 90% of the dream is forgotten. So if you're not keeping a dream journal, consider getting a dream journal because as soon as you wake up and make sure you have a pen right next to it. So you're not scrambling half asleep looking for a pen. Um, so that as soon as you crack an eyelid open from your crazy weird dream, you can write down everything and just bullet points, just like enough for you to, get as much detail as you can to where you can understand it. Cause I know for me personally, when, cause I am one of those that have those crazy off the charts, weird ass dreams. And I'm like, wake up and I'm like, what the hell? Like,
0: there's no way. I mean, to interpret it. <laughs> It's like, you don't even want to tell your psychiatrist cause you're going to get labeled and put, right added room for a few days so it's like those especially
1: make sure you write down because it's something that you'll want you'll want to definitely evaluate down the line or it may make sense to you down the line it may be something that winds up happening you know it but definitely the Those off the wall, and like you said, don't have to be complete, grammatically correct spelling, you know, because you're going to be groggy. You know, just make sure you get as detailed, pay attention to the symbolism, you know.
0: And for those of you that have OCD, get a book without lines, and I mean that seriously, because then you can just, if you have to, draw it something that you saw. But if you get it without lines, you're not focused on writing on those lines you're just focused about jotting it down very quickly
1: right and then just focus on your main points and then you can always fill in the details as you remember them later but get your main points in that you can um write down your keywords your feelings how did you feel that's super important how did the dream make you
0: feel um you know a lot of people don't and a lot of people do not dream in color, something yeah. I didn't know. I'm a color dreamer. They said that's not normal. I,
1: I am as well. It's not normal.
0: So, yeah. It's not uh, It's not a trait that's normally known. Most people do not dream in color. There's only a few people. It's a smaller percentage of the population dreams in color. Um, and I thought that was really weird because I thought everybody dreamed in color. Because I'll say in my dream it was oh. green. And they're like. I did too. You're. I dream in color. I didn't
1: know that.
0: Yeah. Um, There is a disparity in that. Some people dream in color. Some people dream in black and white. So that's another note you might want to make if it's in color or if it's in black and white.
1: Yeah, because it might vary.
0: It it does vary on a lot of people. Mm. I mean, the ancient Egyptians thought dreams were a different way of seeing. um, And they just thought it was... They were interpreting the dreams. They thought they were very important to, to understand and understand why they happened. Uh, the Greeks and Romans thought that dreams were windows into the future or they were a visitation from the dead. Mm. Now, if you dream about somebody who has died and, and you do that on occasion and it's probably because something during the day has reminded you subconsciously of that person. And then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, you know, yeah. you dream about them. So it could have been somebody mentioned their name or mentioned a name that was the same, and, and you do that. You have to remember, we still don't understand this thing we have up in our head a whole right. lot. Um, we're trying to figure it out, so we're not quite so sure. Because Freud, um, and we all know about Freud, don't we? Everything had to do with sex and your mother. Right? What um, was it? Nice was it? <laughs> he, he always thought that they were rep- they represented repres- repressed wishes bubbling their way to the surface now i don't know about you but i've had some weird ass dreams and i sure as hell don't want to see that bubbling to the surface i mm-hmm. want right. to keep it back in that little head and just you know down boy down
1: yeah exactly
0: some weird shit i don't want bubbling up
1: and this is actually one of the things it says here was it in black and white or color yeah. Were you watching it like a movie? Was it like a series of photos? Or
0: were you actively <laughs> involved? Mm. Because you can have a dream where you're, you're basically watching a movie. Right. Or you can have the dream where you're running or doing something in the dream. Right. And I had one yeah. about seven years ago. I still remember. Um, I was trying to scream and couldn't scream. And I was yeah. making a noise,
1: yeah, I've actually had a dream similar similar to that that's
0: that's odd. I was scared, and I couldn't get the scream out that's right what it was, and this was I know about eight years ago. Mm. so it was really bizarre, and I'm still remembering it. so when I read that thing about um if you remember a dream it it's a message right. I'm trying to figure out what that message was because it was so. The dream is still as clear now as it was eight years ago.
1: Yeah, I have a couple like that. It's so odd. Um, another few things is who was in your dream? What role did you play? Were you just an observer, just like you said? Um, were you Were you wearing clothes? Were the clothes appropriate? What time period was it? What time period, yes. Because there is, um, you can past life regress in your dream. You can astral project. You can, you know, it's not super common. You have to be very, you you know what you're doing.
0: But if you know what you're doing. (laughs) But also it'll tell you the period or the Mm -hmm. time frame you were dreaming about. Right, right. So if you're wearing a hoop dress, you know it wasn't last week.
1: Right, exactly.
0: hoop dresses.
1: <laughs> what was the weather like? Um, what emotions appeared? Was there a light bulb moment? Um, so there's different things like that that you want to pay attention to. A few other things for understanding your dreams as a story. So the setting, where did the dream take place? Again, what people were in your dreams, the action, which takes place. So the plot or the conflict, the symbols. So parts of the dream that represent something deeper, the theme, what you believe the dream to be about and the mood or tone describes the emotions and feelings in the dream. So again, it's important to pay attention to how you feel about the dream, because usually your intuition at some point will kick in, I mean, sometimes you just wake up and you're like, oh, well, that was weird. But right. then sometimes you'll it'll
0: be weird, but it'll kind of freak you out. And you know what I mean? The being chased dream is one that most right. people have had at some point or another. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the most common dream symbols in all cultures is being chased. And it means that you're threatened, but... It may be your threat is physical, mental, emotional. You don't know what's behind it, but you're you're running from something. Right. Um, and it and if you interpret it certain ways, it could mean that you're physically, you know, being threatened. But a lot of times it's a perceived threat. What you perceive danger, so you run. It's that flight or fight thing. So mm-hmm. that's kind of very interesting. If that dream and the dream of falling and landing, God, I hate that dream.
1: Oh my gosh. Or, or, um,
0: it's not the dream, but it's like,
1: you know, if you fall asleep with your head down and then you feel like you're falling and you, you jump up that sort of thing. If you're
0: laying down and you're sleeping and you have the feeling that you're falling that it used to be said, the old wives tale was, if you hit the ground, you're going to die. Yeah, yeah, you usually wake up before you hit. But that is a very common dream symbol. And it relates to your anxiety. Mm-hmm. And it relates to you're not let you're either not letting go of something that you need to, or you're losing control. Right? So you're doing one or the other. So it is a matter of letting go. Um, and it, it, that's a scary one for a kid because I know as a child, I used to have them I have night terrors. So That's a whole nother thing you don't know about that but that falling and that's a very common now another thing a lot of the dreams if you have children they don't understand so if you have kids and they all have dreams and nightmares i mean how many times you've been woke up in the middle of the night with a screaming kid that had a nightmare i'm afraid or you know the five-year-old is crawling in bed with you and you're like and they're like oh i was just streaming and i was so scared can i sleep with you yeah um this is when you need to start learning dream interpretation just a little bit Mm -hmm. just so that you can calm. and because if you say oh it's okay nothing's going to happen that only lasts till they're about five or six and then they start questioning that right and they want to know why they dreamed about it so not that you want to fill their head with a bunch of craziness Mm -hmm. but you kind of want to comfort them. So if you can say, well, what were you dreaming about? And if they can tell you a little bit, then maybe you can make some sense out of it for them, just so that they calm down a little bit. Because for a child, that dream really happened in reality. Because they haven't learned to make that separation yet. So when the little one comes in, a little four-year-old comes padding into your room, crying because they've been scared by a dream, then you need to allay their fears but you also need to give them a little reassurance and if they dreamed about a rabbit say oh well must have been your teddy bear or your you know your little bunny that you take the bed with you kind of thing you don't want to over under evaluate their dream but you don't want to over excite the child too right. so it's that common ground um some of mine had really Bizarre dreams, you know, and they'd wake up in the middle of the night and the next thing you know, you feel this thing creeping in bed with you and you're like, ah, and you're having your own nightmare at that point because your, your kids don't skip the crap out of you crawling in bed. Um, but
1: yeah. I do that now with Fiona. She, she uh. will just crawl in bed, like in between us. Luckily, we have a king size bed and there's plenty of room, but still... She manages to be – I still manage to be on two inches on the edge of the bed, and she's all the way smacked up against me, and then there's all this room in the middle, and then, you know, and I'm just like – and then I'm waking up, like, right now, my neck is just – my shoulder is so tense, and I'm just like, "Eh." (laughs) it's like –
0: Always. You know, it's it's funny. There was a meme on there how you think you look when you're sleeping with your child. You know, you, the angelic yeah. child next to mother, and yeah. And the reality is the foot in your face. The foot
1: in the face and it's like, uh.
0: and they lay this way across the bed. How can something that small take up that much she, room? She legit
1: punched me in the face the other night. Oh my god! Do you rolled over? <laughs> She rolled over to, like, just roll over, and when she rolled over, she went, ba-doom! And I was like, oh! And I was like, Fiona, you hit me in the face! And she's like, oh! Sorry, Mom. Love you. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. It's like getting no sleep. Um, So I wanted to go over a few things, just piggybacking on what you were saying. So, yes, definitely validate your kids, because... Like you, well, and, and of course, parent your kids the way that your parenting style fits, of course. But in my opinion, I've always talked to my parenting style. I've always talked to my kids. um, I mean, not like adults, but my kids are mature for their age. So kind of like you're saying, I would kind of explain it to them so that they understand, um, And not sort of like, oh, there's nothing there, you know.
0: Yeah. When you start doing that with a kid, then when they come to tell you important things, they think that you're just going to brush them off too. Right. Exactly.
1: So then it makes it a little harder. So when you're talking about like the falling, so the interpretation of that could be feeling unstable or needing to balance. So then by you as the parent knowing that interpretation, then you could then take that. If your child is saying, Oh, I'm having these scary dreams of falling. Since you know that that means feeling unstable or needing balance, you can kind of, you know, work that into, okay,
0: well. And with a child losing control, children have very little control over their lives, honestly, because we do everything for them. And we have to because we're their parents. So sometimes they feel like they're losing control, right? And if you give them a little control in their life, then they feel that that's one way of, of giving them a whole lot later on because they feel in control. They feel secure about it. They have something. So Mm -hmm. as they mature them, having that control gives them a lot of self-confidence because they are in control. Um, and, Uh, My son had a repeating nightmare. Repeating nightmares can be from anything. Uh, And they will tell you that it's it's it can only be worrisome if they keep you up every night because you don't get any sleep. But um, we had to tell him in his dream to remember you're in a dream, say I'm in a dream. I want it to stop. Mm -hmm. Um, And believe it or not, he did it and it stopped. Because he shut down his brain. He sh- he right. consciously made that decision. Once he learned, he was about six when that was happening. So once he learned he had that control, hmm. then he says he started having another night bad nightmare. And we found out later. He was watching stuff hmm. he should to watch and not at our house, at a friend's house. Uh-huh. So, yeah, mom found that one out. But... You know, he was sneaking and watching it and it was a little too mature for him. It was it was a, a video game that had a lot of violence in it and he was not mature enough to handle it. So yeah. he, it was reoccurring in his dream. So he learned he had that control. Once he got that, he realized that he could stop his dream if he didn't like it. Mm. And nice. then he had control over his dreams. Now, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. So you have to explain it. But a lot of times that's a way to stop it now. Mm. It's not going to stop night terrors. I'm going to tell you that now because at my age, I'm still having them. Yeah. Um, It doesn't stop that, but it does give them a little bit of control, which they normally don't have. Now they have a little bit of control over that part of their life. Mm. And that's a big part of their life because they spend a lot of time sleeping. Yes. So giving them that is, is really good. Now symbols and dreams can be awesome.
1: Yeah, and that's, um, and that's why we we're saying it's important to keep a dream journal um, because you, it, by doing that, you'll be able to keep track because we do forget so many of the dreams. You'll be able to go back and look what exactly you have that's reoccurring, you know, in those symbols, in those patterns, in the characters, in the settings, in the time periods. Um, And a lot of times the characters actually in the dreams represent parts of ourselves um, and not actually people. So that's another thing to look into as well. Um, And I had some things to touch on as far as dream interpretations and symbols. What were you going to touch on?
0: Some of the dreams you have to remember are not going to make sense. People try to interpret every dream you have. Sometimes it's, they're not sure because we still don't know how all of this works. But they do say that sometimes if you have a dream and it's really bizarre, it might just be what you ate before you went to bed, (laughs) literally. Um, You have to take in, if you have a high stress job or a high tension job, your dreams can be very frightening because you're under so much stress at night. You're trying, if you can't unwind before you go to sleep and you go to sleep stressed, um, it'll show up in your dreams on occasion. And you'll get those. um, You've missed the bus, you know, you're running for the bus or you're, um, you're running after something that you can't see. And every time you get close to it, it runs further away. You know, you feel like you're, You know moving but you're not and that could be from so much stress you just feel like you're not releasing that stress that's why it's extremely important before you go to bed to have a set routine if you can and relax before you go to sleep exactly so have that um
1: blueberry and chamomile tea for that calming and meditative (laughs)
0: Um, I, You know, Freud, I love Freud. I really did. When I was taking my classes, I'd I love to get into Sigmund Freud. I would love to get him on a couch. Really, I would. Because um, he blamed everything on sex or your mother. Right. Both. <laughs> everything had to do with sex and everything had to do with your mother. Um, but a lot of dreams mean just what they are. I mean, if you dream about a radio or a TV, you're dreaming about communication. Right. There could be a communication
1: yeah. issue. And, um, yeah, and that's, and that's what I said. Sometimes you don't want to overthink it. Um, because if you think about it, like feeling naked, oh, it means it? feeling, it, it can could, it could mean feeling vulnerable. I mean, think about it. But
0: it also can mean that you're revealing your true self to others.
1: Yes, or it could also mean that you're hiding your true self.
0: Yes, or it could be suggested, if you're Freud, um, it suggests sexual urges or desire for recognition.
1: Yes, I have so heard that. We are well. going to
0: throw Freud right under that bus every time.
1: Now, a few common ones that I wanted to touch on as well. Um, I'm sure we've all heard about your teeth falling out. Um So if you can't speak in the dream when your teeth is falling out, there's something you don't want to or can't say. If you can't eat in the dream, it may be about unfulfilled desires. And it says, in fact, some interpret this dream as inherently sexual. So maybe that was a Freud.
0: That's Freud right there. (laughs) Had to do with sex.
1: And then another common one, you cheat on your... A partner or vice versa um that's a common one that you hear a lot about meaning it might signal anxiety you feel about your partner or it could also be that you saw someone attractive on it gives the example on the bus which is so ridiculous um but not all dreams as you said have a deeper meaning it's more more it could be you know whoever's the dreamers insecurity it could be you know their own self-consciousness it could be you know just because they watched a, a tv show with sexy actors on there you know what and, i mean you know,
0: seriously that can be it or and i'm not joking you go to the beach mm-hmm. and you come home and you go to bed and you're dreaming about you know You're laying on the beach and you see how these sexy guys walk by. Mm, Yeah. Okay. Well, that's just a replay of what you did in the daytime. Right. So it doesn't mean a whole lot.
1: Right. Exactly. Um, And then also seeing a UFO, it says the meaning could be that something is invading your life or intruding on your space. You had
0: too much of that apple pie moonshine before you went to bed. (laughs)
1: uh the heavy machinery might also be a sign of how you're feeling do you feel dull like you're on autopilot um so that was one there was also a um of course another big one is a baby oh my god i was having a baby everyone talks about that one um now a baby, there's a few different examples of the baby. So if you dream of a baby being happy, it says joy, or if you, it just says baby, joy, responsibility. A crying baby is frustrated plans. Laughing is plans being fulfilled. A sleeping baby represents a waiting period and patience needed. Hmm. So um and there's a bunch of a bunch of like symbols. And of course you can find there's a bajillion dream dictionaries. Like they even have like illustrated dream dictionaries.
0: They have that's great if it's illustrated in color and you dream in black and white, that's really gonna help you.
1: Yeah. Now one thing I did want to talk about really quickly because it mentioned what the weather was like in the dreams. So, a lot of people dream about water in dreams. Yes, so this went into a little bit of detail about the type of water, like as far as the um how the water is. so clear water in dreams can be peace of mind or emotional balance. Dirty water in a dream can represent depression or uncertainty. A tidal wave in a a dream can represent feelings of overwhelming, um, being overwhelmed, and also anxiety, drowning, which a lot of people have, uh, difficulty keeping up with responsibilities or depression, again, being overwhelmed. Rain is sadness, sadness or tears you're holding in. Flooding is a worsening situation. A pond or aquarium with fish is creative ideas or romantic possibilities. I know. So I thought that was interesting. Those
0: are really, and a lot of times it's choppy water or an ocean. That's just unease because that's what it is. But for me, the ocean puts me to sleep. So when I go to sleep, a lot of times I'm listening to ocean waves. Yes. And that lulls me to sleep. I'm not one of those people that it bothers. My best sleep is either in the mountains or on a boat. Mm -hmm. If I'm on a boat that swaying, I know it makes some people really nauseous. But, oh, girl, I can sleep all day on a boat. Yeah. But again, if you're dreaming about it, you have to look at the position that you're in at the time. If you're super stressed and you're you're going crazy, you know, the house, the job, the kids, the husband, your mother, his mother, you know, and everybody else involved, and you go to bed and you dream about, you know, being on a choppy ocean, well, it doesn't take a whole lot of thought to figure out why. Exactly. You know, so, but don't ever feel like... um your dreams are going to control you. It, it's not that Correct. kind of thing. They're, they're not even sure why we dream. There's a theory on it. There's lots of theories, but we can't prove it. We can prove sleep deprivation can kill you and drive you mentally unstable. That's, yes. We've got proof of that. It is yes. a form of torture. But there's not a whole lot other than that that you know we know about dreams because you have different parts when you sleep. Excuse- you go in, there's different brain waves that tells when you're in a deep sleep, REM sleep, which is rapid eye movements. That's when your eyes are going crazy. Now, if you have a sleep apnea, you do not go into REM sleep, which means you don't go into the dream because that's when you dream is in rapid eye movement, is in right. REM sleep. If you don't go into that, that's why that person is exhausted because they have to go into REM sleep in order to wind down. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do it, my late husband had sleep apnea really bad right. and um it causes actual physical problems. Um, The right side of his heart was enlarged by 15% because of his sleep apnea because he wasn't getting rest and it was continually, um, it, it was overworking his whole body because he wasn't going into that deep sleep and getting that rest. Also by not going into that deep sleep, he wasn't able to release at night, so he was like tense a lot you know and of course he had high blood pressure which that right. just helped it so much right of course um it's, it's the one thing run, runs into the other but that's why when a person is sleeping and you see they're in rapid eye you just leave them sleep right yeah. exactly. and if a child's having a nightmare see, cuddle them but don't wake them up if you don't have to mm-hmm. they'll either go back into sleep or they'll naturally come out of it if you're there but don't run in real quick it, that used to be back in the day, they used to tell the mothers to go in and wake them up. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's great. Kids having a nightmare, you wake him up right in the middle of it. You just scared him to death. Right. So.
1: Yeah. So that's what we wanted to touch on dreams. So just a little tidbit, I'm sure we'll talk about dreams again. There's so much we could talk about dreams, but we just wanted to touch on dreams and We're going to do our little commercial break and let you know that you can email our keyword of the week to teatimemc at gmail.com, which is T-E-A-T-H-Y-M-E-M-C at gmail.com. And the only thing you have to do to enter is email the keyword and go to our YouTube channel, Tea Time with Mother and Crone and subscribe and go to our Facebook page with the same name. And then you can click the little bell if you want and watch us live when we record on YouTube on Wednesdays or Thursdays, depending on our schedule, Um, get a little sneak peek before we stream on Facebook on Sundays and this week's keyword is going to be dreams. Go figure. We made it. And you get a chance to win Tea Time merch. Yeah, I still have some sitting over here in the corner
0: that I really need yep. to get rid of.
1: And if you already have Tea Time merch, please, if you feel so inclined, take a picture and post it on our Facebook page. And it doesn't have to have your face, you can put it like in a backdrop of where you live in a pretty park or wherever. And we just think it would be cool to see where you guys are coming from. And thank you always for your
0: support. And you can always do the mamas and papas dream a little dream with me. Dream a little dream with me. That, that's one of my favorite songs.
1: Oh yes. Yes.
0: Yes. But dreams are interesting i i just love people you know you come up with some of the weirdest stuff and you wake up and go "Ooh, that was like really fruit loop and you write it down you go back a couple years later and you're looking through your old journals you're going like oh man what what did i eat
1: (laughs) i um yeah i found one the other day actually from my notepad on my phone and it was from (laughs) December 13th of 16, because I didn't have my, um, I didn't have my notepad next to my phone. So, uh, so that's another thing you can do if you're in a pinch. I, um, I did not have my journal next to me. I had my phone on my nightstand and it was 422 AM because I, I was like, man, I haven't gone through my notepad in forever. I probably have a bunch of stuff I need to delete, free up storage. And I was just Looking and I went to the bottom and I was looked at it and I was like, "What the heck?" And it says dream journal, and I was reading it and I was like, "Oh my god!" And I sent it to Corey and she <laughs> she was laughing. I don't mind reading it, but it just doesn't make sense. I told you it was loopy, so all it says is, and again, keywords, main points. So it made it's weird. So <clears throat> you've been warned. <laughs> Um, It just says, heard front door close, and then in parentheses it says, second time, and keys rattle. So I'm obviously, like, hearing my front door, and someone's coming in the door. And then it says, got out of bed, Erica, which is my eldest daughter, is standing in the middle of the stairs. Now, this was December 13th of 16, so... uh, She would have been 17. So she's 22 now. Okay. So Erica is standing in the middle of the stairs. So we're in a townhouse. We're in a two-story apartment at the time. Um, It says that, and then in parentheses, I put dressed and head down. And then it says, she groaned, like she let out a groan and fell backwards down the stairs Rolling down and then unconscious when she landed, and then I and then I put instinct was drugs or alcohol or both, which she's never done any of that stuff like as a teenager or anything. So I don't know why I would have thought that. But then and then, this is the part that made me laugh. It says Haley was on was on the stairs gagging like a cat. With a hairball,
0: <laughs> Oh, Haley had a hairball.
1: Yeah, hairball and then I
0: back down the steps and is unconscious. And then I said, and this doesn't, this part
1: doesn't make sense. Again, four twenty-two a.m., half asleep. Okay, I said, and then I put, I told her to go to the wood, and then in parentheses I said, as if she were going to. And then I woke, and then I put. Then I woke up. (laughs) So I mean, that just goes to show you. It just uh, doesn't matter. It
0: doesn't, and some of them are so far fetched. But um, a lot of times,
1: I was worried about my kids for one reason or another. But I I mean, my daughter, my daughter daughter has never, and even now at twenty two, she she goes out with her friends every now and then. But even then, she might have two drink. I mean, she's not a big drinker, partier at all. So it's just kind of... And she never did anything like underage, like nothing.
0: But, you know, in your mind, she's 17. So you may have been a little concerned. But because- she
1: was home, like, constantly. Like, she never hung out with her friends ever. Because she, she... I don't know. It's just so weird. But, yeah. So, I mean, there you go. And five years ago... <clears throat> let's see. Five years ago... Hilly would have been seven. So yeah, she's, she's gagging. You had Fiona. No, no. I would have been... I December... No, December of 16, Fiona was
0: two months old. See, that's that new mom. <laughs> when you're... The hormones. And that's another thing. And breastfeeding. Women need to... Women, especially.
1: Breastfeeding will do that too.
0: Yes, and you um, need to write down where you were in your cycle. They don't that, have that on
1: their That is another thing I told Corey because I do not journal. I do not have a personal journal. And that's another thing <clears throat> I told Corey. And I've always been bad about that. I did it a little bit when I was a girl, you know, diary. Yeah. Um, but as a... So it would be one of those things I would really have to force myself to do to make it a habit until I got used to it. But that's what I told Corey when I sent this to her and we had a good hoo-ha about it. Um, I told her, I said, damn, I really need to keep like a personal journal so that I know what the hell was going on with me at that time, reading it years later, because why to know, like, what might have triggered that. You know what I
0: mean? Because it would have been interesting to know. In your cycle, yeah, that can trigger your dreams, your hormones. Yeah, because because Fiona, Fiona was
1: born October
0: 11th of 16. And okay. that was December. So you were still hormone crazy. Yeah. So that could be it. When you're pregnant. On December you 13th went, of 16. You so, oh, your yeah. dreams when you're pregnant yeah you really do you have all sorts of i mean bizarre dreams you know and i remember I, I had some ones that were like whoa you know it was like something out of some twilight zone movie but yeah. your hormones will cause that because they do interrupt your sleep cycle
1: yeah and yeah
0: if you breastfeed you are interrupting your sleep cycle to feed Ugh, i know
1: yeah, so it was just funny that I found that, and then I found my other dream journal, and that was a whole other thing. And it's just like my dreams are consistently
0: weird. I just so, but yeah, yeah, I my night terrors are still bad. Um, they told me as a child I'd outgrow them. I'm like still you know, waiting. I, I'm still waiting. I I really am. Now, some people have said, I've never grown up. I believe that. But I still am having these horrible, horrible night, trump, night terrors. It's You're paralyzed. You can't move. Yeah. that's are awesome. so much fun. Well, yeah. let me tell you. What we're going to talk about next is absolutely strange. There's no other way to do it. Lamas. <laughs> it, it, Lamas is just one of those off holidays that we celebrate that everybody else in the world celebrates, too, but for all different reasons. So um, we're going to hit the weird ones first. It is <laughs> it is, a, a festival, believe it or not, for St. Peter's Chains. It's celebrated August 1st in the Catholic tradition. Yeah, you got to be real old school to know that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how am I going? Now, this is what I didn't know. I call it lamas. Um, lun- I can never say. It. When you say it, I can say it. But when I try to say it, I can't say it.
1: Lunasa.
0: Lunasa. See that? It doesn't-
1: the, D, the D and the H you don't say. It's silent.
0: Yeah. Uh, so yeah. it's
1: just Lou and then the N A S A, and then you don't say the D H.
0: Because the word that I use, lamas, is actually an Anglo-Saxon word. Mm. Lunasa is the Celtic term. Celtic term, yeah. So that makes a big difference when you're speaking it. It does. So that's it. It's also, believe it or not, it is the ancient Greek festival of Hecate and Artemis. Mm-hmm. Ooh, now see you didn't know that. So this adds just a spin to it. Now, um, it's the Romans turned it into the Nemoralia. And it, it's a combination of Hecate and Artemis. Um, the Catholics, again, they, they do such wonderful things. Uh, it's the assumption, also known as Mary of the Harvest. So mm. it's the assumption of Mary into heaven. Um, and it's also the Greek New Year. And it, it's the Italian holiday of Ferragosto. Ooh, tell me what that is. Oh, see, this is why, you know, you, you, you do these wonderful things so that you know what the heck you're talking about. That, <laughs> is, an, that is a little bit of a different holiday. Um, Italian holidays are quite um, unique many times because um, they've lost, what the Italians did, the Romans, was take a lot of the Greek holidays and the Greek gods and kind of spun them the way they want to. So you're going to get a lot of strange holidays because the Italians wanted to make it there. So they did one thing with it and you hear about the Greek and they did something else. And then you're totally confused as to what the hell are you celebrating? Right. Um, it's Now, according to some calendars, it's actually celebrated August 15th mm-hmm. for the Italian holiday. And it is the Assumption Day. It's the day of the Assumption, which is what we just said it is. Um, Millions of Italians, believe it or not, take their vacation in the two weeks before or after. And they take it because it's a national holiday and it's a holy day of obligation. So the Catholic Church requires you to go to church. I knew there was a holy day of obligation. But, <laughs> you know, they have everything. But um, it's a public feast and it's a Catholic feast. And it's observed by actually the Italians and the Swiss. Hmm. But the assumption is celebrated through the Catholic church big time yeah but uh yeah it's it's kind of like an all gathering one now we also know it as a loaf mass Mm -hmm. in the catholic tradition women would bake a loaf of bread take it to nine o'clock mass that morning and the priest blesses them blesses the first loaf Mm -hmm. um that is a holdover from the pagan times when you made the first bread out of the first harvest because this is our first harvest festival so you would bring you're bringing in some wheat and you're going to make a bread with it and you make the bread and then of course as pagans we would call the divine over it and we would break bread yep so we have a little bit of that going on there um so it's an interesting one um it's not a holiday that, you know, is really big like Samhain or Yule or something like that. It's one of the lesser known holidays. I kind of, this one, you know, Candlemass, you know, they're, they're kind of lesser ones. But, you know, they, we have a lot of fun with our holidays. Yeah.
1: Now, another thing um, I wanted to touch on. So with it being Lunasa being a Celtic, uh, what they c- call it. So, in a lot of Irish, depending on the part of Ireland, but they also will do what's called Bilberry Sunday. So, we talked about the blueberries. There we go. Um, And they also have something called Garland Sunday. Now, the... um, So the Celtic festivals and rituals typically center around the harvest and celebration of the harvest cycle. Like we talked about the dates, um, around Lamas and Lunasa can be a little confusing depending on if they're using the, which calendar they're going by because of how it was, but the old Celtic pagan festival lasted a month with August 1st being at its midpoint. So that's when it's celebrated. Um, It's currently most often celebrated on the Sunday closest to that date. Um, But a lot of traditions celebrate it on August 1st. Um, But the exact date usually falls anytime between August 1st and 12th. I thought it was interesting with the bilberry. So the name Bilberry Sunday comes from a tradition of gathering bilberries, which are blueberries, as we talked about earlier. If the bilberries were bountiful, the crops would be also. So it was sort of a um, premonition, if you will, a sort of a you know, blessing sort of thing. So I thought that was interesting. Um, also the feast of the first green harvest, as we said. Uh, Garland Sunday is... Um, So called because garlands of flower and greenery are usually placed around the most of around most of the holy wells. These wells are found throughout Ireland and are most often dedicated to the patron saint of the parish. This day also marked the end of the hungry season as people were now confident there'd be plenty of new potatoes, freshly baked bread and baskets brimming with berries. So I thought that was neat.
0: Now, what's interesting, in, the, in 1950, Pope Pius the twelfth made Mary's assumption on that date. Now, what's interesting is up until that time, it really wasn't celebrated as the assumption of Mary.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it was the belief that her soul and her body, her actual physical body, went up into heaven. Um, and there was great consternation in the Catholic Church about it. Um, But Carl Jung, who is, you know, Sigmund Freud, um, said that this proclamation was the most important religious event since the Reformation, and he understood that the image of the feminine was coming back into the light. The Queen of Heaven was being acknowledged once again and given her rightful place, turning the Trinity into a quaternity and the symbol of wholeness. Now you have to remember for a very long time we had goddesses in the pagan right. when mm-hmm. catholicism came along cuz catholics are the only ones who actually celebrate mary the other protestant faiths really don't do a lot with her right. but the catholics revere her and that was always said that you had the god and the goddess in catholicism and that's something that they fought up until here recently yeah, didn't want women in power. Women were not supposed to be in power. Now, if you remember, this is August the 1st. The dog days of summer are usually start around July to the middle of August. And then from the middle of August, your temperatures start to drop a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, again, this is an important time because you're harvesting the fresh grains and grasses. Now, it's also celebrated that on um Somewhere around in Russia, uh, August 19th, August 6th, somewhere in that neighborhood, the Transfiguration, it's called the Celebration of the Transfiguration. Now, if you want high magic, go to a Catholic Mass. Because when the priest prays over the wafers and the wine, Catholics truly, truly believe their dogma is stated. It becomes truly the body and blood of Christ. Mm -hmm. You want high magic? You got high magic. Right. So I mean you know, you can't convince me of anything else um, but again it's um, the, the Catholic Church was trying to in some way take this holiday and make sense of it right. in their in their respective tradition mm-hmm. so that's why you get that now the Jewish holiday Tish Baba is actually August 15th Mm, and that is, um, it's an emphasis on the heat of the summer and the feeling of dread. And it's um, derived from the Babylonian Festival. It's held on the 9th of Av, uh, a day of dread and sorrow. And the climax of a month-long celebration focused on torches and firewood. Um, it's a deep day of mourning. It's where you go to say, you know, yep, I've not been as good this year as I could have been. Right. So it's kind of a, a confession type thing you know um but there again the jewish tradition bringing in from the pagan tradition right now of course you know the greeks and the italians celebrate everything for eh, a month or so you know we're, we're not picky <laughs> yeah, we're not? as long as we can um and in italy um the whole month of August is a holiday. Everyone is on vacation. Businesses are closed. Um, sounds like a custom we should start here. Um, uh, yeah, yeah be- I, I'm behind that one 100%. Right? But again, it's it's one of those holidays that everybody has their hand in. Yeah. So no matter what traditions you celebrate, you are covered. Here we've got Russian, Jewish, Catholic, um what else did I touch? Italian and Greek. Right. And now if you're pagan, we're going to bring it back around the lamas. So now yeah, we're yeah, celebrating yeah. paganism again. I'm all for it. <clears throat> and this is from the god Lu, L-U-G-H. Lu. Remember, yes. it's Gaelic. And half the letters aren't pronounced anyway. Right. Um, now <laughs> some- say that William the Red was a Lama's sacrifice. Having made the wasteland of the kingdom, he was killed by the people um, as a sacrifice to bring new life to the land. So that's a little scary, and that was in the year of 1100, um, August the 1st. The monks in the Abbey of Gloucester, get that out, was celebrating Mm -hmm. the Holy Day of St. Peter in Chains. I, I don't know why we would celebrate it, but we do um, it's kind of an interesting thing. Um,
1: right. The Saxons
0: <laughs> called llamas loaf mass, and the Saxons are the ones who actually gave us more llamas mm-hmm. um, and grain is honestly you know it's the first harvest you, you're bringing you start now planning for winter, yes, yeah, this is an important harvest. this is your first harvest. Now, sometimes this one can make or break you. Because if you don't get anything, then you better hope for the next two.
2: Exactly. So,
0: yeah, you hope you get a lot for this one. Because once you get the, you know, the grains, the sheaths brought in and you, you dry them out and you get the grain, then you turn it into some kind of flour, um, mm. then you can hold it for a while. You can hold that grain for a while throughout the winter time, um, And, of course of course we eat okay that that's the best part we eat we always eat (laughs) i'm telling you you cannot be thin and be pagan i figured that one out a long time ago Mm -hmm. um we honor the gods with food i mean yeah we honor the god with food and the goddess with food so you know i have that goddess shape Mm -hmm. i look like yeah Willendorf, baby. Willendorf all the way. If you would to got a <laughs> shape, I got it. I got the rolls to go with it. Um, now, everybody thinks that you need to make bread, but you can make this special by making gingerbread. Yeah. Or popcorn, because one of the first things you're bringing in is what? Corn. Yes, so, absolutely. You don't have to go all out and get in there in the kitchen, you know, and be Martha Stewart or yeah. Paula Deen and making bread. You can make gingerbread, which is kind of a cool thing to make because um, mm-hmm. you can shape it any way you want to. Now, remember, when you, you're doing the the actual mamas ritual, you need to ba- have some kind of bread. Now, wouldn't that be cool to have a gingerbread man instead of... a? Yeah. Uh, that would be cool. Uh, you know,
1: or popcorn. And you can also do, like we were talking about, you can do, you know, a blueberry muffin. You can do blueberry pie. You can incorporate blueberries.
0: I'm Is telling it- you, you can do, I mean, muffins would be really nice to have. I, seriously, yeah. that's.
1: Yeah, a blueberry muffin as bread and blueberries there you go double punch
0: there you go um in ireland they the new potatoes but in mm-hmm. ireland they make everything with potatoes and just yeah i made a cake with potatoes okay when right. i took the irish culture course i was like really you could do that um and they tell you you know if you're going to do it you can make it in John barley corn. Okay. All are going to have to look that one up and you're all are going to have to do it because it's kind of cool. Um, but you do the shape. And like I said, you don't have to be traditional and bake actual bread. No. There's so many alternatives to it. It's just using but, the grains of the harvest.
1: But if you did want to have fun with it, you could, if you, want, if you were baking bread, you could make uh harvest knots. You could do different knots.
0: Garlic knots like they have from stop it. Yeah.
1: First the pepperoni rolls now garlic bread.
0: Oh, it's-, told you girl, it's it's you know, it's that Willendorf just attacking me. Oh my gosh.
1: But yeah you can do it in other knots. Um some crafts that I wanted to touch on really quickly is you can, um, while well, we're talking about kind of going along with cooking and things like that. So we already talked about bread bread baking and shaping the dough like John Barleycorn or the doughnuts, but um, you can go berry picking. That's something you can do, especially with the little ones. Um, I know here in Florida, we have strawberries everywhere. You could do the strawberry picking. We have blueberry farms here too. so. Um, Another one that's interesting, I thought, was visiting a horse ranch. Um, I know, this was interesting. So horses are associated with both Lu and with the Norse god Freyr.
0: Yes. Horses were very, very important to the ancient Celts. So that would be, I never thought
1: about that. I didn't think about that either. And I was like, oh, duh. So that's something even you can do. And something for the kids too, you can um, do like deity coloring pages. You can find like a Lou coloring page or Freyer. Yes, I was going to say Puka Pages is amazing, amazing, amazing. And also, there is a website, Little Pagan Acorns. Is amazing they have little lap books you can make they have crossword puzzles word searches coloring pages and puka pages is amazing it it, for all ages is so good Um, I can't I've used them for years and years for my kids Um, and then so you have that and then you can also do wheat weaving which i thought was interesting so you, we've
0: talked about the corn dollies but you okay. can also do wheat weaving um, um the irish and the scots take in they braid and then they yep. have the two wheat shafts stick up or yeah stick down and across
1: yep and it says braided wheat straw decorations are symbols of good luck and prosperity um, they are part of the ha- harvest celebrations of many cultures They're often called corn dollies, um, which this specifically is talking about corn dollies. Um, But this kind of corn dolly is not shaped like a person. Also, corn dollies are not made with corn husks. In Europe, corn means a grain like wheat, barley, or rye. For a simple first wheat weaving project, take three wheat stalks of equal length, um, and then it just goes in to tell you how to do it, but... um, It's not it's not hard to do. And basically, it just tells you to loop it around and press it. Now, some games while we're talking about um, crafts and activities, some games that you can do. So traditional Gaelic sports included hurling, football, handball, road bowling, which I used to be
0: football is soccer.
1: Yes. Well, this doesn't, it it might be a typo with the author, but it doesn't say F-U-T.
0: F-O-O-T-B-A-L-L is English spelling. Football, F-U-T, is more Italian, Greek, Spanish spelling of it.
1: Right. Well, that's how it
0: should be spelled.
1: Um, Handball, road bowling, stick play, and wrestling. More familiar games well suited to this holiday are horseshoes, ring toss, foot races, tug of war, and Sock races. So, um, and those are a lot of like fun things. And another idea for an indoor game so you can play the board game Hi Ho Cheerio for like the younger kids, but instead of using the fake plastic apples, you can use real blueberries. And there I thought that was an idea. Um, so, yeah, so I thought those were I wanted to touch on those little activities.
0: Now, you know, something else you can make that's probably pretty easy are scones. Yes. Ooh, blueberries. Blueberry scones. Oh, blueberries, berry scones. When I was in West Virginia, my cousin has had some in her freezer and she says, well, she gets them from the store and she says, well, we'll just have scones for breakfast. I was like, oh, cool. Well, okay then. I'm okay with oh, that. Oh, <laughs> girl, let me tell you, if it comes to food, her and I know how to cook it. Yes, um, and some of the other fun things are, is like colcannon, is a mm-hmm. traditional Irish, and of course you got the new potatoes coming in. So it's the potatoes um, with chives or spring onions, and then you boil cabbage and you mix it all together. Right. Uh, I'm not into that as quite so much, but. You know, it is really good. And there's, if you go to any of the Irish festivals or the Scots festivals, mm-hmm. the Colt County is usually there along with Champs, which is just the potatoes with the spring onions. And that's how I like them with just the spring onions. Right. There's a lot of things you can do. Remember what, what comes in the first harvest? You've got summer squash coming in. Mm-hmm. Bikinis coming in. Oh my goodness. Jason just, he had a thing where he did zucchini pizza. Did you see yeah. Mm-hmm. He's all yeah. the way up in there, up, you know, North. I'm going to have to go up there and just, I told him, I said, you keep showing food like that. I'm going to be knocking at your door soon.
1: I know. Um, Mickey Mickey was showing me her garden earlier and she has a ton, a whole fence full of cucumbers and all the flowers. And she showed me. And then behind that, she has a bunch of tomatoes. I mean, a ton, a ton of tomatoes and squash and all sorts of stuff. And I'm
0: just like, I'm so jealous. I'm coming up there right now. I, I'm like thinking, okay, if I'm she has like a cucumbers, onions, <laughs> a little bit of vinegar, a little salt and yep. pepper. And that sits off to the side while I go over here and take the squash. Yeah, we could have fun with that. Yeah, buddy. but again, it's... And whatever mm-hmm. comes in when you're harvesting, it's whatever you get this time of year that's fresh from the garden, and that's what you make. Exactly, so it's not that tough. There's traditional things the bread, because this is the first harvest of right. the wheat, and, and I mean that is very traditional. But if it's not wheat, you can make cornbread. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't know if anybody, oh, I'll make some cornbread. girl, I like that sweet cornbread. Or yes. My grandmother used to make take it and cook it like oatmeal, and it's called cornmeal mush. Mm. And then yeah. you fry it for lunch.
1: pantry. I have cornbread in my pantry right now. Whenever we're done, I think I'm going to have to go make something. <laughs> I know. You know, that's the worst thing. I mean, we do this in the evening. It's so bad day, I know. It's so bad when we start talking about food
0: and I'm like, oh, my God, it's so late, but it always makes me so damn hungry. (laughs) (laughs) So we come up with some of these great recipes. Now, there's a ton of places to get recipes this time of year. Um, It's basically whatever your family would enjoy. Now, I don't know anybody that doesn't love corn on the cob. Mm -hmm. I really don't. Mm -hmm. Um, And fresh potatoes when you cook them on a grill because it's too hot to cook in the house. Um, This is the perfect time for cooking outside. So you can do that corn out there. You can do those potatoes out there. Even if you just have um, a fire pit, you can cook in that Mm -hmm. and have a little something to go with it. If you can't make bread, and trust me, I understand there are not people who, you know, have the ability to cook. And I've met quite a few of them. Trust me. There are bread makers though. There are bread machines. And not only that, you can buy it frozen. You just bring it in and you just let it rise and then you make something. Mm -hmm. And if you're doing it with the kids, this is the fun time that they can make something out of the bread. And if you want to, I just saw a recipe to take crescent rolls, um, cream cheese, and blueberries. Take mm-hmm. the crescent roll, put the blueberries in the cream cheese, and then roll them up and bake them. Now, if that does not get your stomach juices you rolling, definitely
2: well.
0: um, I know, but isn't that? I, yes, it sounds delightful, <laughs> and that's something that the kids can help do because it's really easy. I mean,
1: I yes, had have- found out that she liked cream cheese last time I did. Uh,
0: oh my my poor children um i had a catering business um when the two youngest one were were little and so they had to learn how to cook from a very young age because you know child labor is free if they're your own you don't have to pay them so yeah i loved it until they got old enough to figure out they needed to get paid but um, having them in the kitchen i had all my kids in the kitchen when they were really young because i grew up in the kitchen really young so just a form of sharing with them. So all the little stuff like they would make, you take the crescent rolls. I did not care what they look like, truthfully. Okay, kids, we're doing crescent rolls. You pop that little sucker, you know, and you open it up and you throw it out there. I said, okay, roll them up.
1: I think it's funny whenever we do like the cookies, like the chocolate chip cookies, they rarely come out in like a perfect Martha Stewart circle shape. Like... They're sometimes like
0: <laughs> weird shaped. My kids used to take the, the dough and make things with them. We never knew what was going to come out. We had peanut butter cookies that look like all kinds of crazy stuff.
1: Oh my gosh. I went, we went to Goodwill like a while back and we found these, I'm finding them here and there, but I found them on separate occasions. They're like these tins and, I'm trying to figure out because they're, they're deeper than like a, I'm trying to figure out what I could use them for because they're a little bit deep. They have depth to them, but not so much depth that it would be like a muffin tin, but they're like, they have like witch fingers and they have like vampire fangs and they're like, so I don't know. And they have like ghosts and they're like all these Halloween themes and they're pans that you bake.
0: But I don't know. You can I'll use them to... for cake. You fill them halfway or three quarters. It's small. They're small. Yeah, but you can make cakes with one them. Big,
1: It's one big pan with small little no ones. Yeah.
0: Those are great for cakes because you make them. And then when they come out, the kids can decorate them. Mm, and I'll if you use them. a white cake mix, um, yeah. you can color it. So you can get flesh colored, like green fingers for the witch. Yeah. And then... You can make her nail. You will have
1: have to use them for we'll have to use them for salwin, so we can play around with it. I'm
0: telling you, you can use red, um, food, red, um, icing. Yeah, red, green fingers with red nails. That would be cool. Yeah, or take an almond, an almond sliver, make a great nail for that kind of stuff. Oh, don't get me started on salwin. Oh yeah, we
1: we do that stuff.
0: Yeah, we'll do we'll do that. There's so many. there's so do. many things you can do, yeah. You know, so don't limit yourself, and don't ever, I mean, I used to be, like, if I'm catering, obviously my food's got to look good and everything has to be perfect because that's what you're doing. But at yeah. home with the kids, when we were just doing stuff at home, it was like, okay, guys, have at it. You know, we're making whatever tonight, and if they got their hands in it, it was great. Because right. rather than making them feel you know, do it hundred percent give them a little bit of creative, you know, run with it. Um, if you're in the kitchen, shouting orders like a drill sergeant, they're never going to enjoy it. But mm-hmm. if you get in the kitchen and let them do their thing a little bit, you know, they, they really get into, the, into what you're doing. And it's, I love nothing more than to have a kitchen full of people and all of us cooking and talking mm-hmm. and uh, sharing food and wine. And, you know, it just, it just makes it like so cool yeah and I was, well, Also, like, if you
1: like, yeah, and also if you um force your kids or you're wanting them to do something or you're like want, pounding it into their head all the time, then when they're adults, they're gonna have no interest in doing that, they're not gonna know how
0: to do it because, and you don't want everything perfect i right my thing is make it as weird as you can. And if you tell the kids that, they really get a charge out of it. Because in school, they're told to do their letters perfect. They're told to do their coloring in the lines, you know, that kind of thing. So you give them, okay, you got to cook it. Does it change the taste of it? No. So what's the difference? You know, I tell you what, our crescent rolls, I won't even tell you what mine look like. Because I can't roll one to save my butt. But I have to
1: have like the pre-cut biscuits that you put. <clears throat> That's me. I'm the frozen bread girl. I have,
0: that so. taco ring that Pampered Chef makes. Have you ever made one of those with crescent mm. rolls and the no. taco? Oh my gosh, girl, you wanna die. That would be a really cool thing. We can
1: do that next time we'll come.
0: Okay. Or llamas. Because okay. the bread. Um make your meat like you're making a taco. Lay your now you want to make it a circle. So you're gonna lay your um Squares, you know, one end wide, end one narrow, one narrow, one wide, all the way around in a circle. You put the meat in there, and you put some cheese on it, and then you pinch it closed. Mm. And it cooks in a wreath. Ooh, and so then you serve the sour cream and the, you know, that's
1: just talking about food. We have, we have to. I know,
0: and it's really a, and see that would be a great llama's meal, and that's. Yeah.
1: Pretty would, much anything that has flour in it, you it, can do with llamas or
0: wheat or yeah, just go so for just it. have fun with it. Um, and don't make it doesn't need to be picture perfect. My goodness, some of my best meals look like oh my god, we're really gonna eat that. Shut up and eat it. Um, and
1: it, it's, it's it's represents the beginning of the fall season. Even though the first day of autumn, the autumn equinox isn't until the end of September, it technically, that is how the Celtics celebrate it. Uh, Lamas, that's what it represents. It's right. our
0: first harvest. So this is when you want to have fun with harvest. Our second harvest is Maybon. Our third harvest is Samhain. Correct. So you, you try to remember what you want to serve at each holiday, because right. this is the this is the lighter of the two holidays. This is um, you're still in summertime. You still salads, light foods. You do know, anything super heavy because it's still hot out. Um, Maybon is a little bit cooler. It's, it's like a
1: it's like a nice mix of Litha and Maybon.
0: Yeah, like the between and when you get to Maybon, that's our Thanksgiving. It's a little bit more intricate meal. And then Salen, of course, is is a high holy day. So you kind of want to go into Maybe. that one. When we get to sow and trust us, you're gonna have all kinds of fun. But we're actually gonna look at doing a cooking episode. Um, I am, of course, a kitchen witch. Couldn't figure that out while, by now. Um, mm-hmm. So we're gonna move into the kitchen for a couple of segments so that you get to see, you know, how much fun it is. And cooking is a ritual. Yes. And it's a spell. And it's all that good stuff that comes together. So when you get in that kitchen, I mean, you see us, we're actually cooking here. Um, It's a lot of fun. And I think that if you take it with that, you're going to run with it and you're going to have a great time. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Well, this was another great show. Oh, and I forgot to do a little shout out during our commercial break. So really quickly, um, for the order of Hercini, I got the patches in... Uh So, if you, um, I don't know if you can see it very well with the lighting. but oh, it's
0: perfect. You can see everything. I the,
1: love the little owl. They are so pretty. And um, Lord, Mike Neal was so impressed with how the design came out on the patch. He was just going on and on about how it came out. He's really, he was just Excited, patch
0: guy. So he yeah,
1: knows a lot of patches. So he knows. He was really you know, impressed with how it turned out. So I thought that was really neat. Um, so yeah, I'm super excited. Order of Hersini is the um, cannabis order for the Corellian tradition. The only requirement is for you to at least be out of court with the tradition, um, and it is searchable on Facebook. It is a private group, um, but it's Order of Hersini, Hursini. H u r s i n i. So if you're interested in that, it is to discuss the historical and medicinal aspects as well as the magical um, way to incorporate it in your spirituality, and we have fun. And we're goofy in there, too.
0: We have a lot of cool memes.
1: If nothing else, come for the memes. If if nothing else, we have cool memes, and we talk about, you know, ways it can help also.
0: Yeah, that's, that's really cool. Those patches really did, I have to admit. Yeah. I'm impressed. Patches are hard. I used to do them for Boy Scouts and you can only use so many colors. And sometimes a design looks really good on paper, but when it goes to be being sewn on a patch, it doesn't always translate the way you think it's going to.
1: I mean, the purple is pretty dark on the black, but it actually like when you're outside, I think because you can see how it looks under the light. So when you're outside, I think it's really going to pop, especially with that bright green like that. Oof, look, I'm excited. That's fabulous.
0: Excited. So yeah, um, make sure you you jump on and let Melinda know. Um, yeah, if you're interested.
1: Yeah, let me know if you're interested in a patch. Pre-sale is going on. Just Facebook message me if you want one, and then they'll be up on the Corellian website soon. I think hopefully, if not by the end of the month, early August probably.
0: Um, but yay! So excited! And yes, thank you, Mike Neal. He does some awesome, awesome things for the. He trip. does. He absolutely does. Uh, he's. If you haven't heard his name before, you're going to hear it a lot because um, we have illustration coming up in October, and I'm only throwing that out there because it's happening in Jacksonville. It's one of the locals in Jacksonville, Florida, and it's in October. It's the weekend of the fifteenth, sixteenth. Yes. Um, it,
1: yes. It changed a tiny bit. Um, it is the fifteenth through the fifteenth and sixteenth.
0: Right, but some of us will be there earlier, mm-hmm. like on the th- on the fourteenth, and we're not leaving until the seventeenth. Right. So <laughs> there's some of us is going to be there for a while. But um, if you're really interested, again, that's a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, you can pop on if you want. You can come into us. And we'll give you the information if you can't find it anywhere. Hop on our page, ask the question. We're going to try and get it on our page if we can. I'm not sure all the the we'll figure
1: yeah, we'll it out. And you can always message us. And uh, of course, you can always uh, we'll always get the information for you if you have any questions about the Krellian tradition um, or which school even. We can always get the information or direct you to the people that you need to get to. And of course, if you have any suggestions of topics or teas that you would like us to discuss in the show, please feel free to message our Facebook page, Tea Time with Mother and Crone, or email us, MC" at gmail.com. And that is time like the herb.
0: Uh, I am looking up right now. Somebody, oh man, there is another thing going on. I'm trying to find it. Um. I have to find it now because I'm going crazy looking for it um there's another group I know he sent it to me but I can't find it um and I know you got it too Lawrence is um have, oh yes. Lawrence Lerner in Seattle
1: is doing Pig and Pride on Zoom yes and that is Yeah, we just got this before the show, but I don't know if this has been, oh, yes, it has. Let's see.
0: It is. One moment. So sorry. Where did he send it? I thought he sent it an instant messenger.
1: So this is Pagan, planning Pagan Pride online, September 25th. Um, 35 plus speakers from around the world. And let's see, planning presentations, crafts and entertainment, details of the online sessions. You can go to Puget Sound, PaganPride.com. That's P-U-G-E-T Sound, PaganPride.com, all one word.
0: Um, and that will get you to the information. And where did you find that? Because I know he sent it to me and I feel really bad. I can't find it i was in
1: it to you. It was in a mess. It was in a. I, I think the CCF chat.
0: All right, that's I what I'm in. I can't find it. I've, I've got so much stuff in CCF chat that I.
1: Well, that's fine. But thank you so much again for another great show. We definitely appreciate all of your
0: support. And tune
1: oh, in.
0: any good recipes, you know, kind of just share. Oh, yeah. Feel free to share the good recipe. up for a good
1: recipe. Grandma's secret bread recipe, cornbread
0: recipes, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, we're not above stealing, I mean, borrowing recipes. <laughs> so, yeah, I, you know, I'm really, I'm out there with you guys. So that would be awesome. But if you've got a pagan gathering going on and you want to let us know about it, because Starwood was on and they did a hybrid. Um. Mm-hmm. So if you've got that kind of stuff going on just let us know and we will publicize it as much as we possibly can so um just tell us what's going on and i swear i can't find it i know it's in here
1: absolutely thank you you so much